money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that is really good because, well, we're going to talk love and money, I think, today. So. Uh, If you're just joining us, if you've joined us before, then you know that uh, this is the show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues about money. And uh, I'm Dave. And I'm Reb. And if you haven't heard the shows, um, then there are some just regular places and that they are archived. uh, Morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, notmine.ca. Those websites all have players. So you can just go anytime, search for a show that uh, might uh, interest you at any given time, uh, or you can uh, just listen as they come up on your own podcasting platform and and search them that way. So welcome to the show. There's a little housekeeping we like to do right off the front, Mm -hmm. done, out of the way. Now let's get on with the show because it's kind of fun. Well, Dave's really excited about this show. I I don't know. I, you know, as the recording of the show is, or you're hearing it on, as we approach Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day. And so... Um, I haven't been quite on the ball this last year and hitting the holidays, but I did this time um, because I've been reading um, a, a good little book um, based on some research that some a couple did, Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn in the States. And I know that CHRI actually... Yeah, Brock did uh, a, like Brock a, a, book a book review a while ago. And it, so, came, yeah. it came out in the stores last August. So we have a bunch of it, a um, bunch of... Uh, uh, books that we got for it for our office and I've just been going through some of the things that they've been talking about and what they discovered so we're going to talk about talking money with with your and here's why I'm so excited because you're interrupting I know me. but I'm See, so excited you're not listening okay I'm not see listening. which is the oh, part of man. the okay why are you excited because we get to talk about love and money <laughs> it's like my two favorite topics okay so the books and called, god but i'm yeah, interrupting okay. again <laughs> thriving in love and money is the name of the book you're brutal i tell you anyway so it's where it's valentine's weekend but when we're recording it and out where we live we just got dumped of snow so i'm i'm just going out for a really calm nice snowshoe this morning and who takes the big snowblower at the end of the tractor and blows snow all over me so i get cold and I'm just kidding. But you did it on purpose. So you don't get mad at God when he dumps snow, like, you know, over all of our, our name. But me, just a little bit of snow directly on you, you're getting... Well, I'm not, was it mad? But I'm like, oh. And then you had that little boy look on your face, like, oh, I didn't know you were there. I'm like, yeah, you knew exactly where I was. Anyway, see, we're communicating. Isn't that good? Anyway, I went to scripture and I just Googled communication in, in the Bible. And I, you know, you forget how many times God talks to us about how we're supposed to speak to people. There was like one website had like a hundred verses on talking on Mm -hmm. communication. And so I got, I think I printed off the first 10 or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, um, 
Um, so normally we would, you know, read a chapter or yes. verse or something. There's I a mean, few we, here. We got, we got all kinds of... And, and I do want to say this. I know that everybody's in a different spot. Maybe you've already, I mean, if you've turned it off already, maybe you've turned <laughs> off the show already because you're like, I don't want to talk about money with my spouse or my children or my whoever. Because some of the things we're learning today... Yeah, we're talking directly in light of Valentine's and our your partner and how you communicate about money. But these tools and these thoughts really apply in different ways in different situations. And I know that some of you, I'm very aware that everybody's in a different place. So while you're listening this morning, just take the nugget that fits with you and your story and your circumstance right now. We know that what we're sharing, like even the book they wrote, wasn't uh, you know, they didn't research divorced people. They didn't research, um, you know, those in the poverty line. They, they researched couples who have a fairly decent relationship yet argue about money. Um, uh, and or we, maybe not, we know maybe not statistically argue, though. We, I mean, we, well, there's all kinds of statistics and we've said it on our show before that the discussion around money certainly impacts relationship it it it, it, you know when we look at the 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 reasons for couples separating money is you know top three we'll just put it in there and you know we we've talked about that before and again i think this is why i'm a bit excited that we can talk about this in the context of scripture but also in the just in the context of our heart and our desires is that today you'll take away just maybe a little nugget that you can say wow Next time I'm having a conversation with my spouse, I can, I have a different tool. I have something that and, I can and, use and to the, help communicate. And what the Feldhans show us in the book is how Dave and Reb don't listen to one another and cut each other off all the time on the radio show. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, is, is tips really, and some tips that um, I wrote down, I've actually done today on our website, you'll see a blog about this radio show. And then there's two more. Um, that come out of what I learned in the book and what we're talking about this morning. So for three weeks, there's different stories. And I do share some stories about David and I that are quite interesting of how we uh, have learned how to communicate about money. But let's go to the scripture. So let Colossians 4 verse 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Okay, and uh, I'm taking it that's the cue that I read the next one. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I missed the cue there for a second. Uh, Just that communication piece. Okay, okay, okay. I just had to throw that in. Sorry, the tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the the mouths of fools pour out folly. That's from Proverbs. So, um, one that is common, Mm -hmm. um, I think. It's Proverbs fifteen one. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I I think as we listen to these words from the Lord, mm-hmm. we can relate to how true they are. I like uh, you know I like the other proverb. I like the Proverbs one. Proverbs eighteen two says, "A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion." And so <laughs> yeah. Note to self, I'm talking to Dave. Uh, I'm be a little more gracious and listen a little better. Second Timothy 2.16 says, But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and James 1.19, um, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every 
person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. We've talked about that one before. Um, in, in one of the books I'm also reading, you guys probably know this, that I, I do enjoy reading. So there are pieces and nuggets I take from from all kinds of books I read, but this one's on the book of Ecclesiastes. It's called Living Life Backward. And the part that I was reading based on Ecclesiastes 5 today was about hearing God, that we need to keep our mouths shut and listen. And he even quotes um, Deuteronomy, uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I mean, it's the first thing he says, listen here, um, Isaiah 55, which I love says, um, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance, incline your ear to me here and your soul will live. I think one of the parts we're talking about today is just about hearing Mm. and listening to one another in our communication, but it actually starts with hearing and listening to the Lord. And the other, and then I I was journaling about it as I was sitting there, and then I could hear um, the words from scripture when God speaks over uh, Jesus and says, um, this is my beloved son Mm. in whom I am well pleased, listen to him. And just that I don't know. It's just jumped out at me. And I I think that's part of the thing I want to encourage us all in today is let's listen. Let's listen Mm -hmm. to the Lord um, by reading his word. Funny thing. We can listen by reading or by listening and going for a walk and hearing uh, what he has to speak to us in the silence of of the moment. And, And then listening to one another. When we're talking about money, this is a really, we talk about communicating, but it it it's a really hard thing sometimes because it comes packed with so many explosive pieces sometimes it comes uh, like we've talked it comes from our background how we perceive how we grew up um we have trigger points that we may not even understand so our our partner or our kids can say something you know they can call us a miser and all of a sudden we're defensive because mm. you know we had miserly parents and we don't want to be like our parents and all of a sudden it, tra- it like one domino affects another and affects another and and there's so much packed into communicating but this morning and and in the blogs I want to talk about how we process money decisions that have to be made and then how we listen to one another so we're going to touch on those two this morning so can I can I put a, a couple of proverbs yes. in there to for context and and maybe you know again as you're you're listening if you got a pen you can we're going to we're going to be between proverbs 18:13 which says if one gives an answer before he hears, it is to his folly and shame. Mm-hmm. So that's Proverbs eighteen thirteen, and then we're on the other side. We're at Proverbs twenty five eleven, which says, "A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver." And you know those two things have to happen. It's it's the we need to hear, but then when we speak, we want our words to be like gold set in silver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I don't even remember. Who told me this? But very early on in our relationship, somebody mentioned that one of the keys to a successful marriage, I put that in quote, was was to be a student of your mm-hmm. spouse. And, uh, you know, that really stuck to me. And I, I say keys in quotes because, you know, that was one of those things where you kind of, I don't know where it came from, but it's a nugget that I stuck with. And I, and I think, you know, in this, you know, if we can put that in the context of, studying and knowing each other and and 
actually going, okay, I'm not going to, you know, this is, I'm not going to let Dave off the hook because <laughs> this is the way Dave this is. is and, why I you told know. everybody you sprayed snow on me this morning. That's so, right. Anyway. But, but we also are students to say, well, wait a minute, I have to learn to hear you. And, and then, and then I have to, in a, and again, this is how I, I work. This is how Dave works is, is that sometimes I, I have to process before, like think before I open my mouth. Right. Well, and this <laughs> is the thing that they found. So they, basically let's talk about processing. So their, their thesis statement is it's, it's not even mm-hmm. about how we talk about money and we do you know, it's it's a little nuance about talking about money because what's what happens before we speak is our processing, what's happening. So they actually have found that 69% of men, and I, I like to speak not in male, female, but their research actually shows a distinct difference between how men traditionally um, who are, you know, middle class, married for a while, have fairly healthy marriages. This is the context of who they asked. Um, how they process and their external, their internal processors. They're, they actually say, I, I actually, um, they did this uh, survey. Sorry, I'm just reading the notes here. In their decision analyst survey, they learned that 69% of men went underground to think things through. In other words, they silently think things through all the options and the ramifications of those options before they say it. But what happens in uh, when this happens, it feels like as you guys, so let's give an example. Um, so the Feldhans use this great example. She's prepared for a party. She's been days preparing food. She's got it in the fridge. The morning of the day before the party where all this food is stored, the fridge dies. So they have to decide um, I can't remember if it's them or another couple they're telling a story about. They have to decide, do we get a new fridge? Do we call a guy? How do we handle this? So she goes to her husband and um, he kind of just, I don't know, I can't remember if he grunts at her, barely responds, and then walks away. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this. <laughs> Your partner is doing this to you. Um, and you're like, you're totally avoiding it. Now it's all on me. I've just spent all this stuff. I'm totally stressed. Now the food's going to get ruined. Okay. So in that moment, if you're an external processor, you want to talk it out. What are our options? Let's decide and move on. David and I, I, I am a very quick responder. Like, let's decide this. Let's move forward and make the decision. I get that from my dad. I know I I do. Like, I'm not a person. And I know you do too. Okay. So, and I'm not, I'm big confession here. I, you know, I heard these great stories from our coaches um, the other night in one of our sessions. Our coaches were sharing their money stories with me. And I'm like, oh man, they were so good with money. They're bargain shoppers, all that. I, I just like, okay, we need this. Let's go to the store. We live in rural Canada. We're not shopping every deal out there. That's just frustrating to me. That's my personality. You need it. You buy it. Okay. And you don't look and see how much money you just wasted because you didn't get on a deal. You just do it. I'm like that in my decision-making. We have a problem. What are we going to do? Are we calling the repair guy? Am I driving all the food over to my neighbors? Because Actually, they didn't talk about that in the book. That would have been one of my options. I would have called out to my neighbors and say, can I bring the food over because it's going to get wrecked before the party? And by the way, you're coming to a party tomorrow, right? Yes. And you're happy. Do you want to come to the party? Yes. Or are we going to like, uh, you know, upper Canada? I don't even know if upper 
the upper room has fridges, but you know, do you, the upper room or Leon's or, you know, are we, or we're going to, I don't, don't even pay know. A cent event. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even there. know where you get a fridge actually. Cause thankfully all I have over the place. But they, you, anyways, anyways. You know, but that's not irrelevant for today. <laughs> You're all going to be calling me later or sending an email. If you want a fridge, I know where you can get one. Anyway, sometimes we go on Kijiji actually that's legitimately, we do shop secondhand. But um, the point was, he walked away and what does that make me feel like? Like, oh my goodness, you are avoiding this. Now, David, I know after 30 years, because we're celebrating our 30th anniversary in July, I know that you just need some time and I wait. Mm. But but you also know me and we probably would call the neighbors and say, can we bring the food over while we decide what to do about this fridge? Because what are we going to do? You know that I'd be concerned and worried because we've invested time and money in preparation. And you know that about me. But if you've only been married two years or five, or, or maybe you don't know, haven't studied your partner, um, you wouldn't know that. So I, that is one thing about understanding how you process and how I process. And and you may not, we're putting them. And, and, and let's, I mean, there's another thing that, that often happens in our relationship and it's not actually related to money, but often it, it's, uh, it's, it is related to this processing part where you'll be trying to figure out the kids' schedules or the driving and, and how we're going to get from point A to point B and, and all of that. And then invariably the kids come to me and they said, yeah, um, we tried to figure it out with mom or you'll say, oh, yeah, I know. you'll say, uh, you know what, go see your dad because that'll I, figure this out. Right. Right. And yeah, so completely. that's that. I mean, maybe that's a bit personality. Maybe that's the problem solver. You know, there's all of that. Again, we're not psychologists, so there's all that stuff going on. But when it comes to money, and I think this is a, a big point that to just recognize that we do process differently. Yes. And you and know, you might be the, the girl who's an outward processor, and the guy who's an inward processor, vice versa. Doesn't really matter. The I think the point of the Feldman's observation in their study is is that. There, there. When we're talking about money, there is a high potential for as whatever your processing method is, the the other person has a different one, and they're interpreting your yeah, processing yes. as okay. He's not listening to me, or she's gone out and she's just went ahead and done it. So I don't have to say anything. <laughs> I'll just not say anything, and she'll go and do it. And or then vice you versa. don't. And then you don't talk about it later. So when it, everything's died down, you just have shoved it under the rug and it piles up into the next into the next conversation where this happens again. And one of my tips and tricks actually is that on a time when there's no money tension, in a time when you can actually say, you know what, honey, can we talk about what happened in this situation? Because this is what's happening. I, I'm in you're I'm processing. I need to talk to you about it. And one thing that they they make us realize is even though Dave has internally processed it, he still has to then come to me and go through the external processing with me because I haven't. Mm -hmm. I haven't. And then this goes into the next session about list section about listening. How are we listening? Because what am I doing externally? I'm actually first of all processing the emotion. If if um and I use an example in the blog actually about how when I was pregnant with our firstborn it was winter it was January stinking cold out minus thirty <laughs> and our car battery was caving all the time it wouldn't start and 
uh, we remember I'm a mechanic at this point. At the, yes. And he would change the battery. So I'd be, I'd be like, can you please change your battery? And he just wouldn't do it. I, if my memory serves me right, he wasn't even talking to me about it. Like he was not processing out loud. He wasn't telling me nothing. So I was so verbal and I was upset because you got to imagine I'm very pregnant. I'm overdue. So I'm at the shop where he was working and I, Tell the, a room full of customers. And it was what? only one customer, and it was our favorite customer. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a room full of um, but, but we had, you know, it, it if like- those of you that are in business, you have these 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 customers that, that are really your friends. They come in, they hang out, they yes. care about you. And to be honest, Roger, and Roger's passed away now. He had a, a actually had a car accident. But Roger was one of those customers where, He'd come in and it's, you know, he'd sit down, we'd have a coffee together, True. you know, that kind of stuff. And so he happened to be here. And the day. I was venting. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. processing my emotion because somehow Dave wasn't hearing it at home and hearing me that what I was going on was I was afraid that I wouldn't get to the hospital. I'd be in labor. And Roger said, well, you know what? I leave the truck here sometimes for the winter at the shop here. Why don't you guys just take it home? If, if no, in fact, have... he was a little more emphatic with Actually, that. Yeah, uh, he, I, he... I don't know if Red was in the room, but after, uh, at some point in the conversation, Roger's like, Dave, you're not driving that car home tonight. You're taking my truck. You're going to take my truck. And, and that, and I know, and it's four wheel so, drive and it's middle of winter. And get your wife to the hospital. You'll get yes. your wife to the hospital in my truck. And, and, you know, he practically, he practically drove it to the door for me so that I'd have to drive. Well, and it was actually thinking about it. It was quite something that you took it. It was like, mm. now we're not going to process why you didn't change the battery. It doesn't matter anymore. Sure enough, 5 a.m., January 29th, minus 30, the wind is blowing. I'm having contractions from the doorway to the truck and I'm standing there and he has to hoist me into the truck because we had tried the car and the car, of course, would had a dead battery. So I get to the hospital, have the baby, everything's fine. We thank Roger because what a kind thing. But I was <laughs> thinking about this story when I was preparing the blog and pre- preparing for this show. And I thought, I, I was trying to process, but we never came to a conclusion. And, it, you know, it's a funny story now, but it is part of how we've had to learn. You know, if that happened today, you would understand me better. You'd listen to my fears. And then, and then we could make a decision. And one thing that's, I just want to say really clear, if you are an external processor often, and they do have stats in the book about it being a female thing, like 90% of women that they were in the survey said they wanted their partners to process the emotion with them first. So, so little tip, I mean, actually I'll, I'll big, do the big reveal, right? I'm Dutch and I'm cheap. And I didn't change the battery because I'm a mechanic and you always leave your car to the last. And I was looking, I was waiting for those batteries to go on sale. So, I mean, there it is. So a big reveal 29 (laughs) or 24 years later that yes, it's money did play into the scenario. And you know what all those women listening are thinking, "Ah, I can't believe you put up with that. See, but the thing is, yes, we're still married, but you know what God provided through Mm -hmm. Roger anyway, he, Mm -hmm. God knew what my fear was. So regardless it's fine end of story end of story but <laughs> but here's here's the thing that that women that people who are processing externally and are people of emotion and passionate because that's who i am we have to process those fears out loud even if they're irrational 
And if you're a person who's internal and thinks, why are, why are they responding this way? They're freaking right out. You know, I've been told that I shouldn't be so emotional and all of that. That doesn't help. If you tell your, your partner, don't be so emotional, wrong thing to say. God is a God of emotion and we are made in his image. And sometimes the emotions we have are good and, and, and even, um, helpful in a marriage because maybe one partner expresses emotion better or differently than another. And we're, we're, we're one where one lacks one area, another makes up for, and you become one and you become this great team. So please don't tell your partner, don't be so emotional because there are reasons why. And there, there are, there we're feeling fear or anxiety or, or joy even to express something that's going on deeper inside. And sometimes we just need to talk about it. Now, so, they, so we now, do want to do some yes, practical stuff. No, but, hang on. We, yeah. I want to get to the point with the opposite about the dream killing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, is that where you? Yeah. And, and yes, this is, I'm going to kind of tie in. Okay. Um, one just practical thing to be able to do that is actually taking some time. We talk often and you've heard that say, go on a financial date. Okay. What is that? Well, that's a time where the two of you look each other in the face and you commit to, to talking uh, about money. Well, this is again, one of those times where uh, maybe maybe your financial date is relatively benign. The money is behaving. Everything's good. Well, <coughs> excuse me. It, it does take some time to sit down and say, okay, so let's talk about dreams. Let's talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about right. how we're going to, uh, you know, what are you thinking in terms of, you know, maybe a renovation for the house? Uh, again, uh, you know, Uh, I think in this COVID environment, guys have been significantly more aware of the dreams around renovating the house that their wives have had for years and years and years and years. years. (laughs) Guys, what happened? Well, you know, eight months ago, we all got sent home uh, to work from home. And then we find out, wow, like, you know, our wives, uh, and again, I'm stereotyping a little bit, but our wives have been home with the kids and that, 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 um, kind of circling around every couple of months when she says, you know, could we, you know, maybe do the kitchen or do the floor or do something, you know, that's become really, uh, wow, maybe there are some things that we need to do um, to the house. And and that's a big conversation. That's a conversation that includes our needs and our wants and money and how are we going to do that with a, but, but avoiding then, debt? But this, then maybe that is one person's dream to do that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they say in the book, which is the other piece, so maybe women don't feel like um, our partners are process listening to us process emotion or yeah, getting the emotion out, but we're not listening to your dreams. As mm-hmm. and they have um, really made it clear that guys will share their dream, and because it's related to money, it gets scary. So this is what they actually say, and it's a great quote, ladies. Here's what we don't realize: our men have something they deeply want us to listen to as well. Their blue sky dreams of the future, but because this usually involves money and may sound crazy, we often do exactly what we get annoyed our husbands do to us. We get all analytical. The thing is, in most cases, all our men are doing, they're just dreaming out loud with the most important person in his life, and they're hoping we'll dream with him. And I can honestly say I have learned had to learn not to be a dream killer of David's dreams. As and I talk about that in the blog, one of the things he'll even come up with a date idea early on, he'd come up with the date idea. Well, in my head, I'm problem solving. And I 
And he said to me once, why are your ideas fine, but mine never are? And that called me up short. And I realized I don't want to be a dream killer. I want to be a dream builder. Mm. And we had to work that out. So now one of the practical things, because we're coming to the end of the show, Mm. is I just keep my mouth shut. I listen and I wait and he knows I'm processing details in my head that might be causing me some panic, but I wait. And then we talk about it later. Or I say, can we talk about this again? Because there's some details running through my head about it. I just have to say something like that. You know, sometimes those dreams are about sailing the world. Dave always tells me he wants to go on a circumnavigation or head by an island in the south. And I like I pretty much know that's not going to happen because I get sick on boats. <laughs> so anyway, well, well, we'll end today's show with with just a couple of thoughts back to Pro, to Proverbs eighteen, and that is again Proverbs eighteen verse thirteen says if if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. And and our prayer and our hope is is that you'll you'll get to Proverbs twenty five eleven which is a word fitly spoken is like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. And that's our blessing for you this uh, Valentine's Day, uh, that in your words and in your communication, you'll, uh, you'll just honor God. So thank you and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.